You are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited for our next guest. Um, you know, and I, I love that I have just met so many incredible people and I feel like I am drawn to the most inspiring people. And I, I, you know, meet someone and they already inspire me and then they tell me more things about them and I'm just in awe. And so our next guest, I actually met on the soccer field. So our sons actually play soccer together and I already knew she was amazing. Actually, surprisingly, like the story of us is she was like one of the, her family was one of the first people, actually the first to talk to my family and I, um, which was like, you know, already, if that tells you anything about her, you know, like you're the you know, lone person on the soccer field, new mom, you know, and we sat right now next to her and, you know, she and her husband were so sweet and just made me feel like so comfortable. And she was like my go-to. I knew she was going to be there. And then I start hearing more of her story and she has three children and it, you know, finally comes up that, oh, she adopted two of her children. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like, I want to hear more. And we start talking and then I, she starts telling me more and more and she's done so many incredible things and now she's doing something big. So, um, but I will let her get into that. So I'm so excited to welcome Christy Radford to the Inspire Her podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Farron, for inviting me. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and your family as well. And I think you're super inspirational. So kudos to you. And thank you for having me here to share your story or my story. Excuse <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I am, I'm excited. Um, no. Okay. So let's just, we'll just dive right in. So you, you know, this is, this podcast is coming after mother's day. And so, um, and I know that mother's day can be, you know, it's, it's kind of, it can be like super exciting for people or it can be kind of emotional for people. And, um, you know, and I think you, your, your mom's story is important. So tell us your, you know, your mother's story, your adoption story. Tell us. Sure. Uh, I welcome the opportunity to share our story. I definitely can sympathize with people who struggle, uh, with mother's day, maybe for a different reason than you or some of your listeners, but for me, I remember many painful years of celebrating Mother's Day, so desperately wanting to be a mother and, um, you know, just trying to be patient and just trying to get through the day because I just questioned whether or not I would ever be able to celebrate that day. And so for me, I, I definitely can understand the, the pain that can be associated with that day for people for different reasons. And that kind of was mine. And Flash forward many years, and I have three children now, and um, they may have come to me in different ways, but I have been so blessed to experience motherhood and am happy to celebrate Mother's Day now, thanks to my, my children. Uh, my husband and I decided we were ready to start a family, I guess about a year after we were married, and you know, month after month after month became year after year after year. And so it was about five years before we brought our oldest son home. And um, we did that through the miracle of adoption. Um, we, you know, just kind of assumed like most people do that we would have biological children and 
uh, when it wasn't happening as quickly as we had hoped, it was it was very heartbreaking. It was hard for me to to figure out and um, to get through. But little by little, we obviously did. And, um, you know, we embraced adoption wholeheartedly and without any expectations of getting pregnant anymore. And so we brought home our oldest son when he was, well, we actually met him at the hospital. He was only three days old and he's 16 now. And, uh, and so, um, even though it was very many years ago, I still do remember the entire journey, um, pretty clearly when he was two, we started the process again and we brought home his sister who's now 13 Mm -hmm. and, um, and we thought we were done. We, you know, we had our two children and like I said, we, kind of just um, accepted the fact that, you know, we were meant to adopt our children and we kind of in a way gave up on ever having biological children. And then um, a handful of years later, we had a surprise pregnancy. And um, so we have our, our third child, Grant, who is nine and he's the one on your son's soccer team. And, um, (laughs) and so, um, you know, I feel so fortunate, I guess, to have had the opportunity to experience motherhood both through adoption and biologically. Um, and forgive me if I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, it's great. Okay. okay. Um, I think there, you know, there was a part of me maybe that had wondered, you know, would it be different or would I feel differently if, you know, I had a biological child and I was, you know, perfectly content and happy with the two God gave me, but I guess I was just kind of curious. And, um, and so when I did end up getting pregnant and, and having Grant, I just, um, you know, I felt like God gave me the answer. I mean, I felt like I had the answer, you know, like I knew that I would give my life for any one of them in a heartbeat. And I, I I don't know how you love someone more than that. And so I feel like the answer was that, true love really doesn't have anything to do with DNA in my opinion. And I, I joke that I would, I would do the same for my husband and I didn't give birth to him either. So, yeah, right, um, right. and so, um, so adoption has been an incredible blessing in our life. And I'm so grateful for all three of my children. Like I said, they came to me in different ways, but the love that I have for them and that I feel in return from them, it's full and complete. And I'm just so incredibly grateful for all of them. Even though it it took a long time, (laughs) it was worth the wait. Okay. So what, so how, what was it like when you found out you were pregnant? Was it like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, you know, I thought that I was going into early menopause, I guess. Um, I was having, you know, similar symptoms and I just really, like I said, I mean, it had been 10 years of, of not doing anything to prevent it. And so I really just, it wasn't even on my radar anymore. And Um, you know, it's funny because my oldest was about six at the time and, you know, we're, we're pretty faithful people, I guess, you know, we've always said our prayers and, you know, tried to have a sense of faith and gone to church and everything. But he told me one day that he was going to tell God to give us another baby. (laughs) And I said, well, honey, good luck with that. Because, you know, I begged for one for a long time, (laughs) but, um, I told him, you know, that you can't, you can't just tell God to give you things, honey, you know, but you can say your prayers, but I think our family's perfect just the way we are, you know? And he was like, no, I'm going to tell him to get us another one. And two months later, I found out I was pregnant and, um, 
And the entire pregnancy, he told me it's definitely, definitely a boy. And we did not want to find out. We wanted it to be a surprise. And I, I kept telling him, you know, it might be another little sister, you know, we'll find out in October. And he was like, no, it's a boy. Like he was so certain. And so when I, I ended up with a C-section, but when he was born, um, and they announced that it was a boy. I just was like, thank God. I was so nervous that he would be disappointed if it was another little sister, but he was right. He, um, it's like, he knew he just had this sense, but, um, that's so crazy. Yeah. So I didn't really believe it though, until I had an ultrasound and saw that there actually was a baby in there. I just, we were both in shock. Jason didn't believe it either. So until we were there at the ultrasound. I love that. Like what a great story. And I feel like I've heard that so many more times, like people adopting and then, and then they end up pregnant, you know, it's like, it's like in a mysterious way. It's, you know, it's, I always said, and it it is true that adoption is not necessarily a cure for infertility, but it does happen sometimes. I do know a lot of adoptive families though, and it doesn't always work that way, but I just am, you know, I feel like I feel fortunate that I do have the answer to that question though, is the, would it be different? Because I've, I've learned and I, and I like to share that because I know there are are adoptive parents who maybe still wonder. And like I said, the truth, at least for me is that I just, I can't imagine loving any one of them any more than I do. I just don't have any more love to give them. I give them all of me every day. And, Mm. um, I just, I don't, I don't see how you could love anybody more than that. I love that. Okay. So you know, I, I think a lot of my listeners, you know, people, you know, there are people that like struggle with getting pregnant or, you know, a lot of women now, you know, it's, it's not an uncommon thing anymore. And so what was it, you know, that made you like, how was the process of like making that decision? Like, okay, we're going to adopt a baby. Like, this is it. Well, like I said, we had, you know, tried for so many years to start our family. And when it wasn't working the way we thought, adoption became a very realistic option for us. And we were living in Charlotte at the time. And there was uh, an event that I had come across that was just kind of a local adoption support group. And we went to a meeting there and made some connections and learned a little bit about some different options that we had. And, um, and we started the process, you know, having received some information there. And I guess it was about eight and a half months later when we, um, when we brought Hayden home, but we did have a failed adoption in between, which was also pretty devastating. And that is kind of, you know, sometimes part of the reality of adoption, which it's very hard and very painful, especially when you've been trying to be patient and had failures in the past. It's just, it feels like another big failure. And so, um, so it, it's not easy. It's definitely not an easy road, but, um, but it is worth it. And, um, and so, you know, for us, we made the decision to move forward and, you know, we were very fortunate in that, um, at the time, you know, we lived on my husband's salary and we saved every penny I made in a separate baby fund account. And so, um, and so that's how we ended up, you know, paying for those two adoptions because it is a very expensive process and, um, you know, you can't put a price tag on a baby. So certainly hate to think of it that way, but it's just, it seems very just unfair sometimes that, you know, it's just such an expensive process and there are failures sometimes, and we did lose money, you know, with the failed adoption and that kind of thing. And it's just sad that, you know, for financial reasons, some families have to give up on, on pursuing it, you know? And so that's something that I've become passionate about. 
Well, okay. So for people who don't know um, what a failed adoption is, what, like, what was your story with your failed adoption? Well, for us, and you know, there's no formula for adoption. So every story is so very different, but for us, we were matched with a birth mother who was, um, in Oklahoma, she was having a baby girl, you know, there was no reason for us to believe that it wasn't going to work out. But during the duration of her pregnancy, part of our financial responsibility was paying for her living expenses. And so we paid, um, you know, for rent and food and all of that for several months. And, um, and then ultimately, she ended up kind of disappearing and changing her mind. And, uh, and I assume that she chose to parent the baby, which was completely her right to do. But, um, but, you know, from our perspective, it just was very unfortunate. I'm, we had already, um, you know, spent so much money just trying to get pregnant and then, you know, with the adoption expenses. And at that point, we were kind of at a crossroads wondering just how much longer we could continue the process and not run out of money. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was really, you know, the failures are really hard, but, um, you know, I do feel like it all kind of ends up falling into place just the way that it's supposed to. Um, for example, like with our son, he was actually at first matched with a family in Kentucky. He was born in California and with adoption, there's something called the interstate compact agreement. And what that means is that the state's laws have to be reciprocal in order for the adoption to be completed legally and properly. And so Kentucky and California at the time did not have reciprocity. And so we were actually a backup couple. Oh. And, and so that time around, after we had the failure, now we're a backup couple. You can imagine just how, how, how like, little faith we had in the whole process at the time until our consultant called and said, can you get on an airplane tomorrow? And we Aww. were just thrilled, you know, but again, it didn't, it didn't, you know, I, I, I don't lose sight of the fact that that family in Kentucky was probably pretty disappointed at the time, you know, just like we were the first time around, um, you know, that particular situation wasn't meant to be theirs, I guess. And that's how I look at it. Like that first situation that failed for us, that wasn't meant to be our baby and right. Hayden was, you know, and so sometimes you just have to kind of prepare yourself for the bumps in the road. And, you know, even with pregnancy, there's no guarantee. So I feel like adoption has its own kind of labor, you know, yeah. and, um, it's different and it's, it's not easy, but, um, but just like, regardless of, you know, how that baby ends up in your arms, you know, I just feel like it's worth it. Well, and so, um, with your failed adoption for people who don't know, like you don't get any of that money back, like anything that you paid, like paying for her food and her rent and everything, nothing. Like I said, every, every adoption is so different and there's different attorneys and agencies all over the country and, you know, people adopt internationally as well. So there's just, you know, what, what, what happened for me isn't necessarily what's going to happen for the next person, but for us, no, we did not get any money back. Could we have attempted to put, potentially sue her, that kind of thing? We could have maybe, but, you know, I knew she had other children and from our perspective, like we just, we weren't going to take money out of her other children's, you know, from oh my them, gosh. you know? You give me um, chills. You give me chills. You're just like, so 
it's sweetest person. And for everyone listening, she literally is as nice as she sounds. Like she means all of this. Like, well, you're, you're very sweet, but I just, I mean, I just, you know, I guess it just seems like the right thing to do, you know? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I mean, that must've been so hard, you know, and it, you know, it, it's crazy because you said like this, it is a whole different birth, you know, and, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, from when we look in on the outside of adoption, you don't realize all that goes into it, you know, and, and all the emotions you must have and probably more, you know, just. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And even after you bring them home, I mean, it's just, you know, there's the whole birth family component and, you know, I mean, it's just, there's, there's so much. And so, I mean, you know, I always um, welcome, like I said, opportunity to talk about it. I love talking with um, prospective adoptive parents just to kind of, you know, share our experience because uh, I did a lot of research too when we were starting the process. I talked to people, I read books, I, you know, I researched online. Like I just wanted to fill my my brain and my heart with every piece of information that I could so that I could be the best mother that I could be for them, you know, and not to say that I am, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely far from perfect, but, um, but I do do my very best <laughs> and I, I, you know, I know we all do. So, yeah, well, you are, you are a great mother though. And that's, you know, I didn't even, you know, you never know who's adopted, you know, and it's when I, I had no idea, I like your whole story. And I just thought it was so amazing. I couldn't wait to hear about it. Well, okay. So this is, we, you know, we talked a little bit about money and this kind of brings in, um, Christy brought like, so you, you were a part of this organization in North Carolina and now you're bringing it to South Carolina, um, with the, the gift of adoption fund, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, And I love this quote from you because um, it says you want to be a part of an organization that helps to eliminate the financial strain so that families can be created and children can have forever homes. And I like just, I thought that was so powerful, really just the, you know, so families can be created and what you are doing is going to like to do that. You're going to give like kids of, of forever home, which is incredible. So you have to tell us, tell us more about this. Sure. So I got involved with the gift of adoption fund when I was living in Charlotte and it is a national organization with chapters in different parts of the country. And so I am still a part of the Carolinas chapter. So we serve right now, both North and South Carolina, and there are chapters all over the country. I know you probably have listeners in different places. So I encourage people to check out the website and, um, and just, learn more about it as well and see where the different chapters are. But our goal essentially is to um, provide grants to families that are qualified and ready and willing to adopt, but just don't have the full resources to do so. Our grants are typically around the maybe $4,000 mark. So it's certainly not enough to fund an entire adoption, but we like to look at it as kind of enough to put someone over the finish line, just or a family over the finish line so that they can bring their child or sometimes children home and, um, you know, help to eliminate that financial strain because it is, um, it's, it's a big one. It's, you know, it's, it's not inexpensive by any means, but, um, so with gift of adoption, the different chapters, you know, put on events in their areas and raise funds and, 
the cool thing is that every single penny raised goes directly to helping local families to, to pay for these grants and to finalize their adoption expenses so that they can provide vulnerable children with forever homes and keep children out of foster care and keep sibling groups together. And it's just, it's such a special organization. And I remember, you know, when my oldest was just a little guy, I just remember being so grateful that we were able to, to pay for our adoption expenses because I knew people, even a family member who um, was interested in adoption, but they just, they couldn't even imagine being able to afford it. And, you know, some people are just perfectly willing and, and able, and they have loving homes that they can provide, but maybe they, you know, they can't do it the way we did and, and only live on one person's salary, you know, to pay their, their bills. I mean, it's just the average adoption is about 30 or $40,000. And, um, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal for, for families to find those funds. And so with gift of adoption, we, we are able to help people to, to get there and to start living their life as a family. And, um, we just are so grateful to be a part of it. And I've always wanted to be a part of an organization that, that did something like this. And I, I came across gift of adoption, just kind of on a whim scrolling on Facebook and saw one of my friends who happened to go to the event. And I, I reached out to her and I was like, tell me about this. And, and so I joined the board of the Carolinas chapter back in 2016. And now that I've lived here in Charleston area for about four years, I just felt very strongly about kind of bringing it here to the Charleston area. I feel like this, this part of the country just has so much potential to do more fundraising and to help more families. And so we have a goal of um, starting a true South Carolina chapter. And so um, instead of being just one Carolina's chapter, Charlotte can kind of take over North Carolina and here in Charleston, Mount Pleasant area, we can, we can take over the South Carolina chapter and really just continue to grow and, and help more people with us. I love that. I think that's amazing. And, you know, I, I've heard so many people say, you know, like, oh, I would adopt, but it's so expensive. And they, you know, they, they get like, you know, turn the other way. And like you had said to me the same exact thing that, you know, it adopting shouldn't be based on, you know, your finances and, right. and you're helping to make that possible for people, which is incredible. Right. Right. I mean, that's really the whole, the whole purpose is just to, like I, I did say in that quote, I guess, to eliminate the financial strain, because it just seems to me so unfair that, that, that would hinder people from moving forward. And, um, you know, I know I, you know, I have a lot of people who I care about in my life that, you know, have occupations that are, are so respectable and, you know, firefighters and nurses and teachers. And I mean, you know, it's just so sad to me to think that some of these incredible people, not just those jobs, but there's many occupations where people, they, they can love children and provide a stable home, but the thought of having an extra 30 or $40,000 just prevents them from ever even moving forward. It just, it seems very unfair to me. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely just so excited to be a part of this growing group. And um, we, right now we're called team Charleston, but we're hoping, like I said, to form a South Carolina chapter and we're just kind of kickstarting some events at this point. And um, 
we have a low country celebration coming up. We're going, we are planning future events, um, different family events and cocktail parties and different things kind of in the works uh, just to, to get us going and to really uh, just start helping people. That's, we're excited about it. I, I think that's incredible. Um, you know, so for you, when you were doing it in North Carolina, you know, were you able to like see the people that you were helping? Like, were you able to, you know, kind of be around and gifting that money to them? We are, uh, have people on our board that are responsible for kind of, um, I guess, listening to the different stories uh, people can apply for grants. Uh, you can actually go right on the website and actually apply for grants. And so I w- that's another reason why I'm so happy to be talking to you here on your podcast. If anyone is considering adoption and, you know, interested in getting finance financing or financial help for it, you can apply for grants on the website. And so, yes, we have actually had former recipient families come to some of our events and share their stories we actually have a family coming to our upcoming Low Country celebration, and they are actually moving to the Charleston area, and she's interested in getting involved on the board as well. So I'm super excited about that. But yes, it's always nice to see um, to see these families that were created uh, due to the grants that we give out. And so they, there are some of those stories that people shared on the website as well. So you can you can read about some of them there there too. I, I love that, you know, like giving people the opportunity to have a family is like the best gift in the world. You're doing amazing things. You know that, right? Oh, well, thank you. I do. I, I always do say like, what greater gift can you give than the gift of a family? It's just, I don't, I don't think there is a greater gift, you know? And so I, I am, you know, super excited about it and just, you know, honored to be a part of it because it's, it's a great, I do know that it's a great thing and I've, I live it and, um, and I'm excited to help more people to, to adopt. Yes. Okay. So how can people, if they want to follow you, can, where can they follow you? And if they want to, um, you know, help or be supportive or donate or whatever else they can do, what, where can they go? Right now, um, you can check out the website at just giftofadoption.org and they, the different chapters are listed on there and we are listed as the Carolinas chapter. So people are able to donate directly there on the website and, um, and keep tabs on the different events. We are, our group is called team Charleston right now. And so we'll have updated events on our calendar on the website and people can just keep tabs on it that way. There's a Facebook page for it too. So that's probably the best way at this point. We're really just uh, getting started with bringing it here to this area. But my hope is that in the, in the coming years, it's, it's going to, the word will spread and um, people will be very familiar with it. Yes. At least that's my hope. When you said, um, you know, some of your ideas and one of your big goals was to have a gala, right? It is. Yes. So in Charlotte, for many years, we've done an annual gala at one of the local country clubs there. And it's just a fantastic event. It's a fancy event. We've had three or 400 people come and an auction and dinner and a band. And it's just, it's super fun and a great way to, um, to spend a night helping gift of adoption. And, um, and so that's kind of my goal 
right now, since we've just really started forming a board, which I've got a, a great team of people that are, for whatever reason, they've, they're passionate about adoption too. I actually have two adult adoptees on the board with me. Oh, a fellow, cool. I have an, a fellow adoptive parent who adopted her two children internationally from Russia. And we adopted our children domestically from uh, the U.S. But um, I, I, I'm just really, I think it's really cool to have the different stories represented there just on our board. But so we've got, you know, a, a small group of people here that are, are starting and we're adding more. Um, we have a, just a, a friend of one of us who just was really excited about helping and wanted to help out. And so he's kind of getting on board as well. And so little by little, we're taking the steps to get to where we want to be. But our goal to form our own state chapter would be we have to raise $10,000 and we've got the five people on our board. So I feel confident that we're getting there. And right now we're just kind of kickstarting with like a friends and family event. But there, like I said, there's a plan for a, a cocktail party in the fall. And I already have a really good friend who owns a restaurant here in Charleston that's offered to host it for us. And um, we've got, um, you know, some family friendly events in the works and down the road. Yes. Our goal, we hope maybe for next year would be to do like a, a fancier type gala. Um, yes. You can count me just, in for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're going to, we're going to mix it up, you know, and people sometimes even cornhole tournaments at breweries, that kind of stuff is always fun too. So we're definitely going to be putting on different fun events throughout the year and um, really excited about it. So, yeah, I love it. You Thank count you for me in for, me spread the word. yeah, you count me in for all the things. Cause I, cool. I love it. I love all of the things that you said. And, um, you know, and I, I feel like strongly this, you know, like I, I have my own children and I feel like, you know, like you said, there's no greater love for like your children. And so giving, being able to support anything that gives someone else a family is like, you know, my family's my favorite, they're my favorite people in the world. So I can't imagine not having them. So giving someone else the opportunity and children to have um, a mom and dad forever, like that's absolutely worthy of supporting. And so you are incredible. You are seriously incredible. Well, thank you. I, I feel mean, the same way about you. Oh, but it's seriously though. You really did take, you know, it's one thing you're so humble. Like everybody's listening. Yeah. She's like, you are so humble and so sweet, but you know, it's, it's you took a situation of your own and turned it into inspiration for other women and other people. And like you created something that was, you know, a hard time for you and then made it into a positive for other people. Like there's a special place in heaven for you. It's like a seat and it's a, it's like the Radfords and you just sit uh, there. Well, yeah. That, we'll find out when I get there. Yeah. You just have a seat and you'd be like, oh, this is what Farron was talking about. Yeah. You know, I, my goal is, is when it's my turn to, to show up in heaven that, you know, I'll be told job well done. You know, yeah. that is. That is my goal, I guess. So you are. Well, you're yeah. doing it. Oh, well, Chrissy, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story and, you know, you know, especially, you know, telling your own private story and then sharing what you're doing for others. And so everyone, please go and follow. Um, she is Chrissy Radford, and I will put everything on the blog so you can follow it. And and anytime there's going to be an event, I will be sharing it on my Instagram and through the podcast. We'll continue to share so we can 
continue together the Inspire Her podcast family and Christy and everyone, we can all together put families together and make the world a better place, which I think is incredible. So Christy, you're the best. Um, Well, thank you so much for your support and for inviting me. And um, I'm just, I'm really grateful that I've been able to share about gift of adoption here. It's, you know, like I said, it's kind of a new, new thing I'm doing here, but I, I really appreciate your support and appreciate you helping me to spread the word. So thank you to you, Farron. Yes. Well, I'm going to spread it forever now. So your lifetime friends now, it's always going to happen. Oh, thank <laughs> so, you. That's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening and Chrissy, I'll see you later. Okay. Bye Farron. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.